Okay, good to be with you, Father Brian. Nice to meet y'all. Never been here before. So, uh, I was asked to speak this evening, and I figured I would speak on this character in Scripture named Bartimaeus. Uh, I wrote a reflection a couple years ago, and it's pretty nice to humanize scripture. Oftentimes when we read scripture, we can go through it and not uh, identify with the characters so much. And so what this does is it kind of brings the character of Bartimaeus to life. And so the format of this is a reflection. It's a meditation. Uh, so Feel free to get comfortable, be comfortable, close your eyes, whatever you want to do. Uh, the format is reading the passage of Scripture about Bartimaeus, and then I will give a reflection, and then I'll have a reflection question. And we'll take a moment, and then we'll start back up. We'll read the Scripture passage. I'll do a reflection. And we will do a question, take a moment, and we'll do that four times. So, we're about to dive in. You're about to dive into yourself. Good luck. Enjoy. That is the place of encounter. Encounter with God, encounter with the divine. And so this is a pretty lengthy one, too. It should go for 45 minutes to an hour, so... Like I said, feel free to uh, get comfortable. And we'll begin with a prayer, and then I will begin with this scripture passage. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. Lord, we give you thanks for bringing us together. For all the people in our lives uh, who have influenced us all the people who have um, brought us and ushered us into an encounter with you. We ask that you lead us this evening through the spirit of your word, through the spirit of Bartimaeus. Help us encounter you through this passage and through these reflections. In your name we pray. Amen. A reading from the Gospel of Mark. They came to Jericho, and as, as Jesus was leaving Jericho with his disciples, a great multitude, in Bartimaeus, a blind beggar, was sitting by the roadside. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, Bartimaeus began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many people rebuked him, telling him to be silent. But Bartimaeus cried out all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and said, Call him. They called the blind man, saying to him, Take heart, arise. Jesus is calling you. And throwing off his cloak, Bartimaeus sprang up and came to Jesus. Jesus said to him, 
What do you want me to do for you? The blind man said to him, Rabbi, let me see. Jesus said, Go, your faith has healed you. And immediately, Bartimaeus received his sight and followed him on the way. If we go back 2,000 years ago, in the weeks leading up to the birth of Jesus, we can see that there was nothing new in the world. Nothing was out of the ordinary. Nothing was spectacular. Life was happening. People with their lives similar to our own. People with family and friends, jobs and responsibilities, People caught up in the trivialities of the day, the drama of life. People going about their day looking to foster love within their homes, looking for true romance in their lives, success in their workplace, and lifelong security for their kids. The mundane existed. Early mornings began yet another day. Worries about illnesses and aches filled the minds of many. Evening meals began with thanksgiving prayers to God. Nothing was out of the ordinary. Relative peace and stability filled the land. Everyone worked hard for their salary. Family time was enjoyed. Friendships were savored. Life was normal. Humanity walked around with the same questions as us. Questions about life. Questions such as, why do bad things happen to good people? Why are some born into wealth while others are not? Why does suffering exist? Why is death such a mystery? In the weeks leading up to the birth of Jesus, Humanity walked around with not only the same questions as us today, but they also walked around with yearning hearts. Yearning hearts like you and I have, like Bartimaeus. Hearts that yearn for greatness, hearts that yearn for love and affection, that yearn for recognition, the desire to be loved, appreciated, valued, yearning hearts like you and I have, hearts that, need, hearts that need purpose and meaning, guidance and belonging, hearts that yearn for truth and beauty and goodness and peace and rest, yearning hearts like you and I have. In the weeks leading up to the birth of Jesus, there were some there was something missing in the hearts of all. And then something happened. Jesus was born in a manger, born into somewhat of a poor family, in a normal small town with the mundane. And it all carried on. The days continued. But God had a plan and was on a mission. The God of the universe, the God who created all things, who bestowed beauty into the world, 
who promised to always be with his people, was on a mission to respond to those yearning hearts. God sent a child into the world, his only son. God sent himself to walk alongside of humanity, to accompany people like you and me in the mundane, in the toil and in the drama. And though he was fully God, he was fully human. He was given a human heart, a heart that yearned. Jesus was given a heart that yearned, that craved for love and for friendship and for belonging and fulfillment, for peace and for justice, for true life and true life for all of those of whom he loved. Jesus had the same kind of heart that we have. God had taken on a yearning heart and dwelt among us. God had taken on a yearning heart and dwelt among us. Lent is a season to make way for Christ to enter into our own hearts. It is a time not just for penance and for fasting, but penance and fasting for the sake of paving a pathway for Christ to step into our hearts, to give us the healing that we need, the consolation that we need, the peace that we need. Lent is a time to step into the desert of dependency and to receive the true manna of love. And tonight, as we look into our own hearts, reflecting and probing, identifying where we are in our lives. We come here this evening and browse our hearts to see what it is that we desire. And so I propose the first question, looking into our own hearts, what have I been yearning for?
came to Jericho, and as he was leaving Jericho with his disciples and a great multitude, Bartimaeus, a blind beggar, was sitting by the roadside. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, Bartimaeus began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many people rebuked him, telling him to be silent. But Bartimaeus cried out all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and said, Call him. They called the blind man, saying to him, Take heart, arise, Jesus is calling you. And throwing off his cloak, Bartimaeus sprang up and came to Jesus. Jesus said to him, What do you want me to do for you? The blind man said to him, Rabbi, let me see. Jesus said to him, Go, your faith has healed you. And immediately Bartimaeus received his sight and followed him on the way. Bartimaeus was a blind beggar who would sit by the roadside day after day. He would hear the noise around him, his ears being accustomed to all the shuffling. His hearing was overly attentive to the busy streets of Jericho. The store shop owners selling their goods, the casual conversations that would happen around him, and the daily news of what was happening in the city. The busy streets of Jericho were home to Bartimaeus. It was his street. He grew up there. But even though Bartimaeus was comfortable in his surroundings, as comfortable as he could be, he was still lacking. There was a real yearning inside of him, a real desire that came from the depths of his heart. If only I could see, he thought. I could delight in my family. I could delight in my friends. I could see them again. I could delight in the streets that I can hear so well, but if only I could put faces to the noises and names to the voices. If only I could see. But Bartimaeus was without hope. The streets that he was accustomed to, the neighbors which he spoke with, the family that he had, no one had a solution to his problem. No one could solve his problem of sight. And so Bartimaeus went about his days with a sense of hopelessness. There was nothing that could be done. There was nothing that could resolve the problem. For all of us, there exists within all of us a hopelessness. There exists within all of us a yearning that is so deep and wanting and a wanting that is so strong, yet we look around and there appears to be no solution. It may be a loneliness where we believe that no one can reach the depths of us or no one wants to. It may be found in an addiction or a tendency where we have given up hope so long ago that nothing can change the situation at hand.
No one can save us. It is found in the brokenness of the human condition where we feel that a united human family is impossible. There exists within us all the hopelessness of Bartimaeus. It has us believing that it's all too much to solve, too complex to figure out, too powerful for our own strength. And so the busy streets filled with people chattering around him continued. And he went about his days sitting on the road, begging, looking for mercy, looking for people with goodwill, looking for help. He desperately needed help. Until one day, Bartimaeus overheard someone speak about this man who was traveling around towns talking in such a provocative manner about God and healing people of their illnesses. If only he would come to Jericho, Bartimaeus would have said to himself, if only this man who was healing people would come to my city. And there began to be a bit of hope growing in the heart of Bartimaeus. Where there was once no hope, now has a small amount. And it feels so good. It's exciting. The thought that maybe something could happen if all the stars aligned and maybe if this man who is traveling around towns speaking about God and healing people, maybe, just maybe, there is a chance And so Bartimaeus would ask around, looking for more information, looking for stories, trying to hear what this man may look like so that he could form an image in his head and grow that bit of hope that right now is just a seed. But days and weeks passed, and he had stopped hearing any news about this special man. Months passed, and a few years come and went. The hope that had surfaced in the soul of Bartimaeus had dried up. His soul was a desert, parched, once looking for water, but now feels like a dry, arid land, dry with no hope. Then, all of a sudden, Bartimaeus, who was sitting by the roadside, begging, going about a normal mundane afternoon, began to hear the clamor of the town change. People were talking about a visitor, a man from Nazareth, whose name is Jesus, and he is here. Bartimaeus became attentive to the importance of this man, who he is and what he's about, and then he heard it. Jesus heals people. And Bartimaeus was shocked. He couldn't believe it. Could this be the man traveling around from city to city? Could this be the man who was traveling around years ago that he had always hoped to encounter, but practically gave up hope at one day being in his presence? And without thinking and without hesitation, Bartimaeus leaped up 
and threw off his cloak of hopelessness. The sound from others speaking about Jesus gave him enough determination and enough willpower to spring up out of his misery, that place where he had been residing for so long, begging, that place that was weighed on him so heavily. He threw off his cloak and ran, shouting, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus, have mercy on me. And the people around him told him to stop, to stop shouting that it's too late, he's gone. The man who was visiting, he's leaving and going to Jerusalem. Jesus is leaving Jericho. But Bartimaeus cried out all the more, Jesus, have mercy on me. And the man Jesus stopped. He was amazed at this man's faith. A smile grew on the face of Jesus. A smile at the thought of how beautiful Bartimaeus is, how beautiful his faith is. He felt the yearning in his soul of this man. He felt the desire in Bartimaeus. He knew that this was truly a good man in need. And so, Jesus told his disciples, those who were close to him, to go and get the man who was shouting. The disciples were probably confused, wondering what Jesus was going to do, but they went and walked over to Bartimaeus, who was shouting. Take heart, Bartimaeus, one disciple said. Jesus is calling you. And all of a sudden, the hope in Bartimaeus had arisen. The cloak was thrown off and Bartimaeus is now growing with excitement. Everything was so new, so different. He had never experienced anything like this. He had never sensed such a presence in his midst. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus had said to him, knowing that this man Bartimaeus was in need obviously unable to see. Rabbi, he began, let me see. Let me see my family. Let me see my friends. Let me see the people on the streets who so generously give to me. Let me see my neighbors who care for me when no one else is around. Let me see the gentle souls around me that are so kind so patient with me and those who have not abandoned me. Let me see you. Let me see who you are and what you look like. I've never sensed anyone like you. I've never been able to throw off this cloak of hopelessness. Let me see. Jesus, feeling the yearning in his heart, the true desires that are now taking the form of words, sensing the hope that is now taking root in his soul, Jesus responds, go, your faith has healed you. And immediately, Bartimaeus receives his sight. He could see.
The second reflection question is, forget what the first reflection question was. What was the first one? That's a good one. Second one. Is there anything in my own life that seems hopeless? They came to Jericho, and as he was leaving Jericho with his disciples and a great multitude, Bartimaeus, a blind beggar, was sitting by the roadside. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, Bartimaeus began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many people rebuked him, telling him to be silent. But Bartimaeus cried out all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and said, Call him. They called the blind man, saying to him, Take heart, arise. Jesus is calling you. And throwing off his cloak, Bartimaeus sprang up and came to Jesus. 
Jesus said to him, What do you want me to do for you? The blind man said to him, Rabbi, let me see. Jesus said to him, Go, your faith has healed you. And immediately Bartimaeus received his sight and followed him on the way. Bartimaeus gained his sight that day. Bartimaeus probably intensely embraced Jesus out of thanksgiving, completely shocked at what had happened. He probably cried tears of joy, tears of astonishment, and he had yet to really interiorize what had happened. Jesus would have delighted in the hope with which which was now growing large in the heart of Bartimaeus, a hope that was sprouting branches of thanksgiving, a hope that was bearing fruit of kindness towards others, and generosity, invitation, hospitality. Bartimaeus had been changed, not just physically, but spiritually and emotionally. The cloak of hopelessness was thrown off by the presence of this man, Jesus. He had been encountered by something he had never encountered before. Someone who had renewed his life. Bartimaeus could breathe again. He could sing again. He could laugh again. He had been given a new life. An answer to the answerless heart which he carried around for so long. And he began to follow Jesus. He followed him on the way to Jerusalem. He walked with him, stood near him. He was fascinated by this man. Who was he? How does such a man like this have a presence like he does? Where is he going? What is he doing in Jerusalem? He followed him on the way and continued to beam in thanksgiving and gratitude, not just for the gift of sight, but for the correspondence that he has found to be his heart. He was no longer a poor beggar on the street under a cloak, but he was Bartimaeus, a person proud of who he was. He was no longer miserable, but he was happy, joyful. He was Bartimaeus, he thought to himself, and he is a child of God. And God heard his cries. God never forgot him. God never abandoned him. And so Bartimaeus followed Jesus, learning from him, residing in his presence that was so warm, so inviting, so mysterious, yet so powerful. It changed the course of his life. He didn't want to leave it. He followed Jesus and became one of his disciples and one of his friends. For all of us, Jesus is always walking into our city. He's always walking into our busy streets, 
into our normal day in and day out living, into our mundane routines. He is attentive to what's going on in our hearts. He sees us. He stops and smiles and delights in who we are. Everything that God has created us to be. He sees the potential. He sees all the gifts that we have. All the skills that we have. All the unique characteristics that we have been given by God. Jesus is always near with his presence that heals. With his presence that restores any brokenness that delivers a freedom so true to our hearts that we yearn for all of our days, but never realizing it actually exists. Jesus is always near with a presence that disarms us, a provocative presence that throws off any cloaks for us, any cloaks of hopelessness that we too often hide under, any cloaks of weightiness that we too often carry around with us for, our, for the entire course of our lives. Jesus is always near with a beauty that disarms us and speaks directly to our hearts and we watch our hearts become alive and respond. Our hearts find their true correspondence in Christ. And this is the reason for Lent. Lent is a time for clearing the bit streets for Christ who is entering our city today. Lent is a time of clearing our, the busy streets for Christ who is entering our city today. He is looking to give us what we need looking to restore life where there is no life, to restore hope where perhaps there has never been hope. Jesus asks us to let down our guard so that he can offer us his healing touch where we're bruised and hurt from our family, from our friends, from others. Jesus has entered our city and Lent is the time where we allow ourselves to be encountered by him. He is near. His presence is offered to us tonight. Lent is a time when the church recalls how our hearts yearn for more than what the world can offer, more than what we can offer ourselves, more than what we can buy, more than any one else can truly offer us. It's a season where we as a church proclaim that there is indeed an answer to the heart of humanity. There is indeed a God who so loves the world that he sent his only son who dwelt among us, who took on a yearning heart for our sake, who entered into the normalcy of the mundane living so as to express and reveal how God so unconditionally understands us.
and how God truly knows what we go through in this world. Lent is a time when we can also recall how God is alive, desiring to step into the cities of our hearts, responding to our restlessness and responding to our desires. It's a time when we take an honest look at ourselves and cast off that which unfortunately has been holding us down ever so subtly so that we can be given a newness of life that we've never encountered before so that we can be resurrected like Bartimaeus. And so we are invited this Lenten season to be encountered by a presence that is alive today, just as Christ was alive 2,000 years ago in the busy streets of Jericho. A presence that is wanting to approach us, approach our hearts, a presence that changes us in ways that we didn't realize were possible. A presence of a person, Jesus, who invites us to follow him this day. Bartimaeus followed Jesus that day, and we are invited to follow anew in this season of Lent. And so I propose the third question, what is my next step in following Jesus? What is my next step in following Jesus? They came to Jericho 
And as he was leaving Jericho with his disciples and a great multitude, Bartimaeus, a blind beggar, was sitting by the roadside. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, Bartimaeus began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many people rebuked him, telling him to be silent. But Bartimaeus cried out all the more, sobbed and said, Call him, blind man, saying to him, Take heart, arise. Jesus is calling you. And throwing off his cloak, Bartimaeus sprang up and came to Jesus. Jesus said to him, What do you want me to do for you? The blind man said to him, Rabbi, let me see. Jesus said to him, Go, your faith has healed you. And immediately, Bartimaeus received his sight and followed him on the way. Bartimaeus had his life changed that day. The course of his life had changed. He followed Jesus, becoming his disciple, learning from him, listening to him. He learned the ways in which Jesus would interact with people, the ways that Jesus would gaze into the eyes of everyone he encountered with a profound tenderness and delight. He learned how to treat people, the poor and the rich alike, the clean and the dirty, the socially accepted and the non-socially accepted. Bartimaeus learned from his own experience how God interacts with his children. His own life was a witness to the power and presence of God. For all of us, we are the presence of God in the world. The church, the body of Christ, the community of believers, as imperfect as we are, as unknowing as that we may be, no matter what our energy level is or our age, no matter our worthiness level or our understanding of things, no matter whether we can see it in ourselves or not, we are the primary presence of God in the world. Bartimaeus became the presence of God to all the other Bartimaeuses in the world. The apostles who first met Jesus in the flesh and spoke to him became the flesh of Christ to the rest of humanity, to the towns they visited, to the people who interacted with them, to their family, to their friends. Those who follow Jesus, the apostles, the disciples, the saints, all of us here, we become the living and breathing presence of Christ in the world who witness the peace and liveliness that God has given us. We witness 
who it is that fulfills the yearning hearts that we carry around. We witness to the world that Christ, who is the response to humanity's hopelessness, that Christ is our hope. As a disciple, we are how God continues to incarnate himself into the world. As disciples, we are how God continues to incarnate himself into the world. We are how God continues to incarnate himself into our community. We become God's flesh when we partake of the communion table and we take that life source with us into the world, into our cities, workplaces, into our families, into our churches, into our neighborhoods, our sports teams, our homes. We become Jesus to the Bartimaeuses of the world. And so the last reflection question Who is a Bartimaeus that I have encountered? Who is a Bartimaeus that I have encountered?
And so let us pray. Lord, we ask that you send us out tonight to be your hands and feet into the world. And as we do so, help us encounter you in others. Help us to be your living presence in the world. And we ask that you continue to show up to our own hearts, especially this Lenten season as we clear the way of all of the stuff, all of the busyness. We ask that you may make room in our hearts for yourself and for your spirit. We give you thanks for gathering us together. And we pray all things through the intercession of your mother, as we say, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you all.